Hi, pool guy. Hello, pool girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Should we do an episode? Let us talk for a while. How about that? Okay. Ooh. About what? Anyway, so I, I had a, a topic I wanted to touch on today. We've gone to the last show in search of some influential women in the industry. Because I know from Ask the Pool Girl perspective, it would be interesting to explore some of that. I mean, I think Ask the Pool Guy would be really interested in that as well. But coming at it from your perspective, the industry, being a woman in the industry, I know that I would like to search out and find some women that are making a real difference, that are, that are standing out above everyone else and doing something. And it's a bit difficult to find. And maybe I just don't know where I'm looking. Maybe I just don't know who to talk to. But I, I thought it'd be worth touching on that, knowing that our company has become so female-centric. And we've done such amazing work from the construction perspective with women on the crew and, and oftentimes playing majority of the crew. And, and those are women in influence within the, the job. But I would like to explore a little bit about what would it take for a woman to be influential in the industry. So any thoughts around that? Well, I'm just trying to think back to the show, and I do know that one of the concepts that we wanted to talk about coming back from the show was definitely women in the industry. And there are definitely women at the shows. I know a lot of women have jobs and roles with the manufacturers, and even with some of the publications. I don't know that there has been a spotlight shown on women in the construction roles or in the leadership of companies as much as it's been male-centered. And when we're looking at even people that are on the speaking docket at the shows, I know that there's some women that taught some classes, probably more in the marketing end of things. Um, on the show floor, though, when it came to some of the construction tips and techniques, I know it was... You know, even Genesis had a lot of men involved there. Mm -hmm. So I would think that there aren't a lot of women, maybe, who find themselves in a role like I am as a partner in a company. A mm -hmm. And just thinking back to, which is I'm almost silly to think about, but not really, because I do steer the company, having won the Masters of Design Award back in 2013, you and I were both named because we're both principals in this company mm -hmm. and I think that looking at women in the industry the way that I would look at it is how many women are running companies and active in the construction and the building side of things because we can definitely find women like sprinkled throughout everything else sure. but I think that there is kind of that gap in the construction and the building well, and, and is, it, is it that we as society, as progressive as we've become, still aren't quite ready? I would think that we're ready, but somehow there's this gap between, from a construction perspective, there's a gap between men and women's roles there. And, you know, maybe just because well, it's so traditionally been a man's I think place. it goes further into skilled trades, because if I said we need to call a plumber and Julie the plumber showed up, we would probably be a little surprised that there's Julie who's a plumber, and I'm mm -hmm. sure there is Julie the plumber in many cases. Right. But I think we just as a society have become so conditioned to there being a little bit of a distinction between fields that women are naturally drawn to, maybe naturally or maybe stereotypically, and then fields that 
men are drawn to. So I think that it goes beyond just the pool industry, and I think it's more of a social norm in our culture. So from an educational standpoint, really, that's where it starts, is how can we educate the world that it's okay for a woman to work in construction? And it reminds me, just last night I was flipping channels, maybe the night before, TV channels, late at night, and either the DIY channel or one of those, there's the, uh, I don't know if it's Fixer Upper or what it is, her name is Nicole Curtis. And I think she's predominantly does a lot of renovation work. Something in rehab. Uh, maybe that's what the it is, a rehab, rehab addict. addict. Yeah. yeah. And she is work, was working on this big, big house, and I'm, I'm assuming it's in Detroit because most of her stuff is in, in the city. And she was having the, the gas line was being hooked up that day. And here's a woman hooking up the gas line and Nicole Curtis was so surprised and she said, you know, I'm shocked and surprised in all my years and hundreds of gas lines that I had hooked up, uh, you know, meters hooked up on the side of the house is the first time a woman has ever done it. And the woman was like, oh, really? I, I didn't realize. And Nicole had just said, yeah, I've gotten so used to me and 30 to 40 men on the job that I'm shocked, surprised and inspired to see another woman on the job. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's, it, she was even bringing light of it in a much larger scale because she, it's a television show. And, you know, however she got to where she's at, I don't know. I don't know her story at all. I've never really watched anything she's done. I just know that she's, you know, someone who refurbishes house and redoes houses. And I think that there's such a, a space in there. As we found out, just a feminine, masculine energy part of construction and what we do that that feminine brings so much yummy richness to the product and the project and what we're doing not because the women on the crew are doing it differently but their approach or their feeling or their thought is different and and there's so many different different parts about being a man being a woman but when we blend that it, it's magic and I think the industry in general, talking about our industry, really there's an opportunity. Again, it starts education way early. How do we get girls at 15, 16, 17, 18 years old to start looking at the industry as a means to make a living? Well, I think role models in the industry definitely do that. And as you're talking, I'm thinking too about women who would find themselves in skilled trades they would do it because they have some kind of a calling toward it, but they wouldn't necessarily call extra attention to themselves because then they would That's be That's not their role, yeah, they just, they just want to more. do it. Mm -hmm. So I think part of the reason that we don't see more women is because they're not calling attention to themselves, but I really think if they did, or if they were featured in some way, it could kind of push, push kind them of, out front mm -hmm. as role models so that other people coming up could see that and I know that there's pushes in different industries I know in engineering there's definitely different organizations that are in existence to push more women in those roles women. and in the math and sciences in schools and things like that but I think it's such a cultural um, such a cultural norm kind of for there to be boy jobs and girl, girl jobs, jobs and yeah. girls are like taking home ec not that schools have home so ec much, anymore so and right. boys were steered toward woodshop well, well, if you and at those early ages it's yeah. a lot easier to be kind of just guided by like you don't want to stand out you want to fit in you don't want your adolescent years to be rough in any way well, that, so. was, that was part of that system too in the 1950s post-world war ii 
50s and 60s. When you think about World War II and, and the men going off to the war and the women become Rosie the Riveters going into work in manufacturing, work in, in, in developing and building all of these things, and all of a sudden the woman was seen as a much greater role in the workforce because there were no men there. But then notice what happened as soon as the men came back. Exactly. All of a sudden it was like, let's push she, them back under the, yeah. under the rug and let's develop a system that says... Men do this, and women do this, and boys do this, and girls do this, and girls take home ec, and mo boys take auto mechanic shop, and, you know, all of that stuff happened, and I do see that we're ripe for change. And you talked role models, and I was just thinking, I was also surfing Facebook within the last day or two, and I happened to catch something about Allie. And if you remember, you know, I just thought, huh, I think it was Victor Banta's daughter, Allie. And so for those of you who don't well, know who Allie is. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go no, ahead. go no. ahead. No, anyway, so I followed this link just to see what she was doing. And I realized, now Allie came to us because we knew her dad and she was looking for a summer job. And here comes this cute little petite blonde girl who you would never imagine in the wildest of imaginations that this girl was ready to do construction. And yet she turned out to be a role model for all of our children. I know that, that Kaylee and Katie and Jesse all, as young women, young girls watching Allie at the time who was 18 years old, out there working, they all wanted to be Allie. I, I remember they'll all even say it today that we all just wanted to be here because here she was working construction. I remember getting a call from one of the guys in the crew when she showed up that morning. And he goes, what do you want me to do with her? I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, girl out here, what should I do? I said, work, work her like crazy, you know? And so he wasn't easy on her at all. And he worked her really hard. And the amazing thing was, is Hallie took it all. And she worked harder, harder than anybody else. And I remember stopping out that afternoon to the job. And, and here's the guy holding the steel panels and, and she's sweating her butt off, tightening everything down. And she was just going, going, going. And he took me literally when I said work her hard and what we saw in her was she was willing to work and sweat with the best of us. She was willing to just do whatever it took and then she wouldn't quit. She wanted to mix concrete, she wanted to do whatever. I, I remember one particular day she it was around 100 degrees out and everyone was just feeling like they're gonna pass out because it was so hot. She was mixing concrete for us, we were building a retaining wall or something and she was beet red, soaked from head to toe, beet red. And I said, Allie, go, go to McDonald's, sit in the cool for a, while, for a while. And she said, I'm not going if you're not going. And she just kept right on and she didn't stop. And that really inspired a lot of people because here's this dinky little blonde girl just working like there was, she couldn't stop. And it was pretty amazing, and, and I, there's, there's just a, a bunch of stories came out of that period of time, and so many of the girls said, oh, I just want to be like Allie. And the net result is, is they very much all became Allie, because we've had all these other young, beautiful, itty-bitty, teeny girls doing just heavy, hardcore, day-to-day -day work and finding a way to love it. And I think Allie paved that way, that way because she loved it. She didn't tolerate it. I remember we did a we we replastered a pool in uh, in the local community here, and we had some other guys help us. And Allie was there, 
and she was working her butt off. It was another 102 degree day and everyone was laying in the shade trying to cool off and here's Allie mixing as fast as she could go. And she got concrete burns all up and down her legs, but she never stopped. We finished that job because Allie was there and she just kept going and going and going. As these guys looked like they were passing out all the way along the road, here's Allie just going, going, going. And I think that there's a testament to the will. She, she desired to do it, I imagine, in some cases to prove that she could. That this was the role that, that she could do that just because she was a woman, you, you couldn't tell her no. But I think she also just had that tick inside of her, that, that heartbeat. And I really appreciate that because that's been my way. If we talk about certain ways, that's been my way is you just plod along and you continue. You may not be the fastest person in the room, but you go continually and you never stop. And I saw that in Allie. And so I saw the kind of the female version of what I myself to be at that time was someone who just continued to go. And I learned from my brother-in-law, Mike, many, many years ago. He said, I'll never win the race but I'll always finish the race. He was always one of those guys who, it didn't matter how long the race was, it didn't matter how long it was gonna to take to do something, He's gonna. he was rarely gonna be the guy first to cross the line, but he was always gonna cross the line. Even when most of the people quit, Mike would always cross that line. And I think that's, that's kind of what Allie was, and she reminded me a lot of me in that respect. But then she inspired this whole new crowd of, of girls to say, I wanna do that, I wanna, learn, I want to be more, I want to do more, I want to, you know, press that boundary of what is expected out of man versus women and construction and all of that stuff. So how do we inspire that? How do we continue to inspire that? Well, I think we can look at Allie, and she was definitely a great example, but she wasn't doing it for accolade, and that was no. even before we did a lot of videos. So mm. there's not a lot of record of what she was doing and I think the way that we in the industry can create more of that is to shine a light on that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. People that have influence and who have the opportunity to talk about that and share kind of some of the you know uh, diversity on the team and things like that that's a way to encourage that and then just telling the stories about it. Well then maybe that's a goal for us moving forward is how can we showcase them more? How can we get them to share their message and their words more on the job? Well, that's the that's, question that, too. Know, do they have a message and do they have words or are they just, they just doing, doing the work the thing because they, they want to do. do the work? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the thing too. As more women do more of these roles, then some of them who have the natural tendency to be more vocal or want a little bit more of the spotlight you know they'll come forward but as it is now the examples are kind of few and far between and there are more people who want to just put their head down and do the work mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. be on camera because even that's, look at our crew true. and my daughter and your daughters do they want that spotlight i'm sure they appreciate the accolade but, but no not one there. of them is no. saying oh you're here videotape mm -hmm. me i have something to say mm -hmm. that's so a good point i think that as could we foster that though or or do we, I think we do we do we damage sure. the, do we damage the essence of what is no, by pushing into I another think, role? I think encouraging to the point that they're comfortable and maybe educating them on how 
abnormal it is mm -hmm. and how they could influence somebody it else. Spark a, a the seven-year-old and the eight-year-old and you know the the mm -hmm. Sanders girls who watched the girls on our crew work. Now they're probably more likely to be open to growing An into a role like that as they mm -hmm. get older because mm -hmm. they saw the role models. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's merely by witnessing what other people are doing, but I think we could encourage them that not create a sense of responsibility in them necessarily, but a, but a, yeah, but a spark that mm -hmm. they're a little mm -hmm. bit different and shining a light on that little bit of difference is mm -hmm. probably a really positive mm -hmm. thing. Well, I think that I would like to see that because I know how much our lives and our company have changed as a result of embracing this which really had nothing to do with embracing, it was really allowing. Well, we, we talk about embracing and we talk about allowing, and I'm more on the office side of things, but I do know that there are differences that you've said when you have women on a crew versus men on a crew. Mm -hmm. The style of work, while the girls can keep up with the guys, there in some cases is just a difference just in the different. amount of brawn that comes to the job. So maybe a girl is going to still work hard and give it her all, but maybe she has to do two wheelbarrow loads where mm -hmm. a guy with maybe that just muscle structure that's different mm -hmm. could handle it mm -hmm. in one. So I think it's not different accommodations, but it's different expectations. And, and allowing and, and to understand that. And I know that was, that's definitely been a bit of a uh, challenge, isn't the word, but I've had to be aware of it and acknowledge that there are just some differences in terms of how it gets done. It still always gets done and always gets done brilliantly, but you're right, it is a bit different. And having to play to that a little bit. Understanding. And, and understanding it. Yeah. And I think just, you brought up uh, the just a brawn, a great example. And I noticed this year witnessing how amazing these girls have been with literally everything we've done. But we used to, in the past, when it was male-dominated crew, is it was a full bag of cement and sand to create one big load in the wheelbarrow, and then that got pushed to wherever to carve and, and cut and do whatever with. Well, what they do now today is a half. So it's a half bag and, and the half the amount of sand, but it's manageable. And so what they're able to do inst instead of, does it take a little bit longer? Probably, but, but is it is it significant enough? No, but it makes sense because then they can work through, especially when the crew consists of three girls. And that was one of our crews virtually all summer long was three girls mixing concrete. They did so much concrete work and stone work and carving work, those three girls. It's insane to even for me to wrap my head around how much they did. And just understanding that and allowing that to be what it is served me so well because I could have gotten frustrated with that knowing what we've done in the past with bigger brawnier guys that could do more and whatever but the work doesn't necessarily get done any faster it doesn't get done any better if you do it quicker and any of that and it just makes so much sense but here's these girls that just performed like I can't even believe and then again I used the example a couple days ago when we poured that concrete countertop and, and here's these girls that absolutely did a stunning job. I, I can't even can't even imagine having done that without them. And I was there to do all of it as well, but the fine detail touch stuff wasn't me. It was them. And then noticing 
mistakes I had made. That was another really interesting point. Was there were two? There was one mistake, and then one we need to try to figure out how to fix this that I had forgotten to do. And and they caught those, and we were able to fix those and deal with those and stuff, and uh, just sensational. But those are the examples, and I think the more story we tell about that, the more important will hopefully can influence that because I would love to see a lot of these great companies out there bringing women in the workforce not just in the office to be able to do that because it's just it's such a powerful thing and it it sets you so far apart and we're in this crazy industry where everyone thinks they got to have their USP you know unique selling proposition and we got to be so different than everybody else we got to do this and that put a couple women on the crew that just makes you different automatically and, and homeowners will love it well, I know that I had read a book earlier this year as well because my daughter Kaylee was in a construction class and it was women in the workforce or something like that. So she read a book by a prominent uh, CEO of a company and I read the book and the book made me sad and it made me sad and I'm sure that some women in the workplace face all of the perceived um, I don't know if it was discrimination as much as it's women who feel like they have to walk into a room and sit in the corner and they can't take a place at the, you know, boardroom table and that type of thing. And I thought how different that is from our company culture and environment because nobody on our team would ever think about taking a back seat mm -hmm. to men. So I think that in the culture as a whole, there are some women who put themselves in the position that they don't feel like they can take a seat at the table and I think sometimes women if they're brought up in the right kind of company environment wouldn't even have that cross their mind so I guess kind of the moral of the story with the book that I read is it made me sad because the author kept pointing out all these places where she felt she had to prove herself instead of just showing just, up just as an equal herself. player and I luckily have never felt the burdens that she explained in the book so I couldn't really relate to her perspective and I've been in a male dominated industry sure. for a very long time but I don't think that you and I would ever think back to a, a meeting or an event where I would have walked into and thought oh, I have to sit in the back no, because I'm no. a woman or you know I but can't raise my hand. Maybe that's personality too though Probably. Is, is you carry with you a big personality someone who's going to command as much respect by simply being and never, you know, thinking less of yourself, because as soon as you take that role and you step back and you sit in the corner, as much as you think it's playing the game, it's it's thinking less about self. Yeah. And I don't think that that's in your makeup. I think you're you're a really strong person who knows and feels exactly who and what you are. And I don't think that you would live with yourself if you walked into that room and cowered to men. Or, or other women, whatever, there's, there's a place of respect, and I don't mean yeah. that because you yeah. don't disrespect people at all, but you're never going to cower to that just because some tape in your head says a woman's place is in the home, or the woman's place is in the corner, or a woman's place, whatever the tapes are that people have in it's their heads. is deferring to men. Yes, like it's men are somehow so. supposed to be that right. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the joys of working with you that you bring to the table is we're always going to be on equal playing field no matter what no matter what we're doing I never see you or want you to step back and be less than whether we're talking construction or marketing or any of the things that we do 
you carry that equally because you were once on a female crew. You and one of your girlfriends ran pool closings and pool openings and and look at what happened there and how people took it in different ways like you know are you qualified are you capable and mm -hmm. you know so you were pre alley the 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 inspiration and karen too for that matter because karen had run our store and then i needed help on a on a rock job and she came out and never went back to the store because she loved the rock so much but Karen brings a softness to everything. She doesn't carry the leadership part of it. And I think... She's not as bossy. <laughs> she's Well, she's not as bossy for sure. Yeah. And so she sort of just melded right in. But you taking command and putting together your own female crew to go do this pool service work. And you were the predecessor to Allie. I think Allie, Allie's role was prime for these young girls of ours. You know, they they wouldn't have looked at mom as as the inspiration to get out and work, but they could see Allie, this 18-year-old you know, girl. And speaking of Allie, and just a moment for me when Allie had first called and said that she wanted to work with us, she was interested, and I think a friend of hers who was a guy was also interested. And I remember I was on the phone with her, and I said, you know, who's interested? And she said, well, I am. And for a minute, I was just kind of taken aback, like, you want to work on the construction crew? And of course, we said, sure, show up and we'll see how it works, just as we would with anybody else. But I remember very distinctly in my own mind, pausing for a minute going, "Well, that was what's that, going on yeah, with this? That it was, was a just very different world. Out yeah. of the ordinary yeah. and unexpected. Yeah. And it, it even took me, you know, all mm -hmm. empowered and whatever else we want to say, it took me a minute to process through that and yet today if any girl called and said you know I would like to work it we wouldn't even think twice about giving them an opportunity yeah. to at least yeah. at least get a day or two in to see how they are Definitely. but certainly at that time it was it was so new and we're not talking ancient history we're only talking half a dozen years ago this isn't forever ago this is just a matter of a, a few years ago on that same job there was also a day where we had to wheel concrete and it was down a hill and we had put a word out via social media that we just needed a couple of helpers for the day and we got three guys that were going to show up and wheel concrete and Allie was on that job as well and I remember the day that they showed up one of the guys shows up in his $200 sneaker, big in poofy his, sneakers. Yeah, and... tennis shoes that weren't tied and his like preppy clothes. And we're like, you do know that we said you're wheeling concrete today, right? And I think you lent him a pair of boots a pair of my or boots. shoes yeah. or something because just completely unprepared and like no concept even of what was happening that mm -hmm. day. So mm -hmm. yeah, really interesting well, things it, in younger generations. Last year I remember having a conversation with the local woman here who runs the... Uh, blueprint place where we have all the prints made up and I was asking her about labor remember we were looking for some people and I was asking did she have any any leads because she has so many contractors coming out getting blueprints and she went off on this tirade about how mamas are ruining their boys because boys teenage boys young 20s boys don't want to work and she made a couple references to a few other builders and things that have found that there's girls that are wanting to do this work and they're having great success with it because I was explaining to her we have these great girls and how awesome it is what I was looking for was a little bit of brawn to help even that out so we could have all these girls doing their stuff but also a few guys that could take some of that physical burden off of the girls every day 
And she went on and on and on about how boys today just are not learning to work. Well, and so and many girls are taking those positions. We as women should embrace that because Absolutely. I mean some be that's willing okay. to be yeah. willing to do it and then once you do it you take over. And that's something that that the generations moving forward the men are losing grasp of is that women are taking those roles not because they're fighting the men for the roles, but because the men aren't doing them. Well, maybe the men are deciding that they want to do other things, and we should not, we should not shame on that. You know, the way that in the blueprint store, she was saying, well, maybe there's just change in the air, and yeah. maybe no judgment is necessary. And, and it would take a woman to bring that perspective, because I can tell you what, Boys need a good kick in the ass to get out there and work. Why? Because they do. Do girls need a good kick in the ass? Uh, they, to get out they've there and proven work? that they don't have to. They've got well, self-motivated kick in the ass. I, but if, if I, we're going to be all on this equal playing field. Then, equal playing then field or not, I I think that men and boys, not discounting what girls, the girls can be out there and doing it, but we don't need a society full of lazy men that don't work. Unless well, girls can take story. over. Well, that's where I'm going with this. Well, I mean, if 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 there's other things that men can do, that's fine. Things, yeah. But here's and based that on that conversation with the rent that the the blueprint lady was talking about. Okay, if they're lazy and choosing nothing. That's the difference. That's another. Okay, story. so that's the difference. Was these teenage boys are not working, and the girls are working. I think we've seen plenty of cases of that in recent history. Yeah. And and so that's the part that's the problem. If the boy was just didn't want to do construction cuz it was too hard, but he would do something, that's okay. So, but what we're finding is boys not working and girls taking over those jobs. So side by side, you have a girl and a guy. What if a girl decides not to work? Do you say, "Oh, that's fine." Or do you come down on a girl at the same level of intensity that you are on a guy right now? I guess it depends on who we're talking about because I think me I'm gonna be pretty tough on girls too it's a little different world for me because I've as long I've as witnessed, we're tough on everybody I, at the I, same I, level I think I could be pretty tough on everybody at the same level I don't want to see anybody not perform but what I've noticed is we've had these girls working and working so hard and look at the guys that, that work with us as well have performed amazingly. I'm not discounting. I, we're happy to be talking about women. But the guys that we've had work and are working with us are sensational. N not disregarding that at all. It's just that the girls are new to the industry and are sensational. We don't have a bunch of lazy guys not working. We have Our, our crew of guys has been incredible. I don't talk about them very much because I just expect them to be incredible. But the girls, because it's new within the within the construction workforce, it's easy to talk about. No one really wants to talk about the really cool guys that do work. Everybody wants to talk about the really cool gr girls that do that same work. And I would be equally as hard on, on any girl that came to work and if she was not performing, I'm going to have a problem with that. I don't know that society would because there's still that... that Oh, but a girl, it's okay, her place is in the home. There's still enough of that. I don't think everyone lives that way. But there's enough of that that, that gives them a pass, kind of. I don't want to see anyone getting a pass. I want to see everybody learning to work, doing what they do, learning to do what they love, and finding a way to live live the dream of what we get to do today. And so I talk more about women only because it's a relative, it's kind of like the new toy. 
It's the new thing, it's the new face that could change the industry. Change the face of the industry. And maybe we could do that with guys too, but I, I just see women bringing something different that guys just can't bring. In what way do you see it changing the face of the industry? Because I think it gives us a whole new level and a whole new place. Think of all the the little changes I've had to make. A new perspective Sim of detail? Anything. How about um, on a construction site? In in pools, we don't we don't often have porta potties because most men found a way around it, which is disrespectful to the space. It's disrespectful to people, but it was accepted behavior. Now, when you're building a home, yes, you have a porta potty because you have a lot of contractors, but a pool site is a much smaller construction site. By having women there, I don't have the same, the, the, the girls don't feel the same luxury and capability of running around behind the corner of the house to go to the bathroom. So just those little things like that have shifted. I can't even imagine a site, even if there wasn't a girl working on a pool site today, I can't imagine not having a porta potty. I would never arrived at that if it was just all men. Because I would have had them find a way of doing it. There's plenty of tricks and techniques and things you do, and being a woman you can't do that. But now that there's a porta potty on site, I can't imagine our, one of our construction sites without it. I can't imagine anyone's construction site without it. I'm a little bit horrified when I go to other people's construction sites now and realize what's going on. But so it's it's those little incremental things. So that just happens to be that. But then it's how they approach work, how they approach approach cleanliness on the site, how they approach organization, how the thought process to go through the, the different steps. Many men just go for it. You know, if there's a if there's a trench that they gotta push a wheelbarrow through, they just push harder. A girl doesn't have the ability to just push harder, so before she pushes through the trench, she thinks of a way around it. I, I used you as an example many, many times how for all those years doing pool openings and pool closings and we have these little gaskets that have to go in the end of the trash pump. Before we started using the bell housings, we, they're always thread on, threaded on and we would lose hundreds of those. And your men, you just, you came along, you said, well, here's a bungee cord and you, right on the motor of the pump, you put a bungee cord that each time you're done with that, you slipped it on the bungee cord and it stayed there. And we use the same two gaskets for the next five years. Well, that's the type of stuff that, you know, a man goes, I'll just get another one. And either push through, if the, the hill's too big, they just push harder. Where what I, in my experience, and this is many years of experience of, of witnessing this, is I would watch you find a way around the hill. Or build a thing to make it easier to do something. Taking that extra few minutes to do that next step mean something versus a guy going fill up the wheelbarrow and I'll somehow push it and sure it gets done sometimes it doesn't sometimes people get hurt sometimes a lot of things can happen and so it's it's that touch it's that feminine touch of going okay am I gonna be an idiot about this because most guys are just gonna be an idiot about it they're just gonna push and if it doesn't go they're gonna push harder and if not they're gonna get three guys to push harder and what I found with women is they, instead of just pushing harder, they go, well, how can we be smart about this? I think that's one of the most profound things that we've come up with in this whole discussion today. Mm -hmm. The well, ability to think differently. Mm -hmm. And take the time to think. Yeah. Guys can think, they just oftentimes choose not to. They just think it's fixing, solving problems. No, you don't have to have a problem if you think about it ahead of time. Instead, it's do this and then if we have a problem, we fix it. No, 
Let's do something completely different and never have the problem in the first place. That's what women have brought to the table for me. And, and then against feminine energy, masculine energy, I don't know what it is, but it's maybe because historically a woman has always had to do that in a different way. I, I, there's there's got to be something to that. Well, there's got to be a correlation as well on our project trajectory. I know that you're getting more detailed, but I know that the women on our crew are allowing the projects to get even more detailed. And one of the things that we've been talking about is this year our projects hit a level of detail beyond anything that you've imagined, and you can see that going farther. And there are very detail-oriented men, but perhaps because of the thought process and the way that we're doing things now, it's allowing us to grow into that a little bit more naturally. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, it's, and it makes sense. I think what we've learned in kind of the culture of the company today is allowing people to, to gravitate to the role that they really enjoy to do. And as much as all of the boys and the crew want to do what the girls are doing, they don't have the level of detail. They want to slap a little bit of stuff together. We need the level of detail to be better, and at least to this point, certainly the girls have shared that level of detail and said, "How can I do it differently?" And then you know, it's it's that give and take, and you got to decide which. You know, we could detail everything ten, ten, ten times more than we are now, and there's a there's a point where we have to stop and say, "Okay, that's enough." But at some point. You know that it's it's been the girls that have taken that little detail way beyond. Absolutely. Well, on that um, note, I think that's a great positive place to end. And me too. until let's, next time, let's get some more women in the industry. Like I don't know, girl power, something. Girl power for sure. Cool.